0: Born in Surrey, BC, Tyler Joe Miller became the first independent Canadian artist to debut with back-to-back number one hits on the Billboard Canada Country Chart with Pillow Talkin' and I Would Be Over Me Too. He received four 2021 CCMA nominations and was announced the 2021 winner of Sirius XM's Top of the Country Contest. Tyler and I discussed the moment he heard about his first number one single, why his second number one is particularly special, and the impact his third single fighting had on fans across the country. Tyler also shares what's next, including his brand new single, Wild As Her. did You fall in love with country, Tyler?
1: I uh, it's funny because I, I didn't like grow up in really a small town or the country or anything like that. I grew up in Surrey, British Columbia, which is definitely a city, right? But uh, <laughs> I uh, I grew up on listening to country music because we would be uh, you know, up at I, I got a cabin up in BC here, okay? And uh, you know, during the summers, we're we're always out there all summer and. We'd be out there, you know, dirt biking or, you know, hunting or boating, anything like that, and just out in the woods. And we're always, uh, you know, playing country music. And that's Mm -hmm. where I grew up listening to, you know, Garth Brooks and Brad Paisley and George Strait and Alan Jackson and chicks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I kind of grew up on that 90s country. And, uh, you know, it just kind of became a part of who I was. And, and uh, yeah, my mom's side of the family is definitely all huge country fans. Mm. So um, yeah, I just kind of grew up with uh, with it in my blood.
0: And so what made you want to start, you know, either writing or, or singing yourself?
1: I used to play in a band uh, back in the day in like in my early 20s, uh, you know, we, but we did a bit more of like alternative rock sort of thing, right? And we were playing, you know, playing the bar scenes and stuff like that, and it was, it was just kind of fun. Okay. Um, and then stopped doing music for a while, and I actually started a non And so we were doing building projects down in Central America, in Guatemala. Is that and... the
0: Climb Outreach that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And wow. so, yeah, when I was down there on a trip, I wasn't really doing anything musical, but I had my guitar with me because I would play some songs or whatever, right. and whatever. And... Uh, yeah, I was down there one one night, and I was playing, you know, a few tunes of mine with a couple people. And one of the guys from our trip named Willie came out in the morning, and he goes, "Hey, was that you playing your guitar last night?" I was like, "Yeah," and he goes, uh, "You're playing country music. I love country
0: music." <laughs> wow. And
1: I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess so." Like it's just songs that I wrote. And he goes, "Oh, those are your songs." I go, like, oh, "Yeah." And he goes, "I didn't know that you're doing country music." I said, "Well, I'm not really. Like I'm. It's just if I write songs, it just kind of comes out that way." And so. Um, I was just doing it as, you know, just as a hobby and just as fun. And then mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I kind of said, I was like, yeah, I'm just enjoying, like, you know, I, I was a contractor, carpenter by trade. So right. I was doing con- contracting work with my business. And I was like, I'm just happy running my contracting business. And then, uh, doing the nonprofit stuff. Like, I you know, I really want to pour into that and, uh, you know, help people. And mm-hmm. he goes, well, what if you, you know, got into country music? Professionally, And you build a platform for yourself to where people not only want to hear it. You have to sing, but we have to say. And you can use that to help even more people. And uh, wow, Tyler. I just went, well, <laughs> crap. Yeah, I can't say no to that.
0: <laughs> and so what year was that? Take us back. What year was that?
1: 2018.
0: And then on Christmas Day,
1: 2019,
0: you drop your first single pillow talking.
1: Yeah. And uh, there was something about that song that we just knew this was the best foot forward for us. And so we we figured like, this is is gonna get our foot in the door, hopefully. And uh, ended up kicking the whole damn door down.
0: And then it goes number one. And then (laughs) it goes number one. So once it it goes one for you, Tyler, I can only imagine a little bit of shock was mixed in there with excitement am i off base in saying that
1: absolutely you're spot on with that it was it was one of the things where it. i still don't think it's Hm. it's it's such like an overwhelming thing and and honestly i didn't really understand the weight of what we had done i didn't understand the weight of a number one coming hmm. off my first single wow. um I remember making jokes to my label saying oh yeah this one's gonna go top 30 top 20 top 10. <laughs> and they're going okay people's first song doesn't go top 20 yeah sort of thing yeah and uh and i was like "Ah, oh, we'll see maybe it goes number one and uh it was a joke and then all of a sudden the song just kept on climbing 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 yeah and uh it's funny because when i found out that song went number one i was spraying the ceiling like i was at work wow <laughs> i wow. was painting and so they tell me so i'm like oh crazy cool uh i gotta get back to work <laughs>
0: have i would be over me too so you're like okay you're riding the shock and the excitement of getting a number one which really honestly it's true it does not happen that often where a debut single goes number one and then you i would be over me too drops and you're just like i remember getting this when i go holy moly like who is this guy because this is another great track and then it goes number one and you're like, what is happening? So now t- take us through I Would Be Over Me Too coming out. um, And and then this one, climbing the charts. Like, as you're watching I Would Be Over Me Too climbing, are you thinking to yourself, is this going to go number one too? Kind of like pre-shocked? Like, what's going through your mind at that time?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to jinx it. Right, right. So it, it's kind of one of those things where we, even, uh, you know, me and my team, we didn't want to talk about that too much because we mm. don't want to, uh, you know you you're scared that you would jinx it mm-hmm. but uh yeah we we had that thought and i definitely thought like you know maybe it could but when when this song went number one um th- that one actually probably had more of an impact on me than the first number one interesting but that's because that's because i was a writer on album, too. Uh, and so yeah you know I, I got my first number one and I, we're the first independent label to ever have a debut single go number one,
0: yeah, which is and, crazy.
1: Uh, yeah, and so we, blown away with that. But just the fact that it was a song that I had written, and that one number one, mm. that just that meant so much to me because it was my my song, baby. You Your words, it, something that I I created, my words, mm. melodies. Something that actually, you know, I created that other people loved enough to, you know, play the crap out of it to end up going number one. That
0: makes 100% uh, sense and why it's more personal. Because yeah. it came from you. It came from you.
1: Yeah, totally. Still looking for something to believe in. To be the man my daddy told me to be. Then there's the song of Fighting, and it came about because... There's a group of us that write pretty often, and uh, it's myself, Dan Swinomer, another great producer and writer, um, Wes Mack, great artist and mm-hmm. writer, and then uh, Dave Faber, another great artist and writer. And uh, all of us had never written, like, all together, hmm. and so Dave Faber goes, hey, let's get a bunch of these, you know, these guys that are like-minded and just want to write good music, and, and all of us had agreed, let's not try to write for radio. Let's hmm. not try to write for. Which I mean, smart. You know, just just saying, like, let's not write songs. You know, just for streaming. Let's not just write songs for whatever. Let's write songs that we just love, hmm. and hopefully they're going to love them just as much. And so, um, it, and it's kind of funny to say that. I mean, on a radio show right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it makes sense. But I mean, it's, it's like. Not in an offensive way at all. It's no. just going, we want to make music that we believe in and not yeah. think about anybody or anything else. And so we got in the room and it's funny because uh, all of us were kind of going through some, uh, we almost canceled the right because uh, a few of us had like some back issues going on. I had like a herniated disc in my neck. Oh my goodness. And like all <laughs> of us were just kind of like broken. And, huh. but we went, you know what? Dan Swimmer goes. You can still come to my studio and write and stuff, but I just might have to lay on the ground. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and so we had this very weird. Uh, Y'all song, were right? hurting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But uh, the, the beer helped. But <laughs> we we got there and we start talking for probably a couple hours and just chatting about life, chatting about everything, and we didn't realize that we were writing the song. in those first couple hours because Mm. at the end of it we we were kind of thinking like well what what do we want to write about and i kind of explained to the guys what was going on in my life and i was just i was at a place where i was just i i was fighting with myself Mm. i was fighting with the man uh in me that i didn't think that i was and (laughs) i was uh you know i I was trying to become a better person and make some better decisions. And there's just something about me that I was, I was fighting with myself and um, I kind of told them about that. And then they're like, well, yeah, me too. Yeah. I deal with this and I deal with this and I deal with this. And you go, Oh, when you open up about those things, you realize that you're not alone. Yes. Like in the slightest. And everybody's dealing with their own things, but everybody's dealing with something. And so we start writing the song called fighting Mm. and we wrote it just as four broken men that just, you know, wanted to finally just be vulnerable with where we were at. Wow. And it wasn't it wasn't really about mental health or anything like that, but once we had put the song out, it became way bigger than just our story. Yes it
0: did. Yes it did.
1: The story became about, you know, other people's struggles and other people's stories and we feel like, you know, once releasing the song, it became way less about me and way more about people that were listening to it. Um, and they kind of wrote themselves into the song, which I think, I, you know, which is the coolest thing as a songwriter and an artist.
0: It goes back to what you said, and it is certainly no offense to say that you're not writing song, that you didn't write this song for the purpose of streaming or radio. Absolutely no mm-hmm. offense to that, because when you write from a place of, you know, real deep vulnerability and honesty, then, it, then it's about you, that's what people connect to. Whether it's on the radio, whether it's going back some to cassettes or vinyl, wherever you get your music, what connects to people um, is that moment of vulnerability. And and I think the video uh, really made it hit home even more. Um, right. Because it was very dark and it was very. But there's something very beautiful about darkness and not being afraid to first dive into it and then and then pull something out and 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 share it. And the fact that it was written, you know, by all men hanging out and talking, the perception is, is that men don't often allow themselves to go deeper and and, and allow themselves to be vulnerable, especially with each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amazing.
1: And I think it was really cool that, uh, well, thank you. And I think it was really cool that uh, we did that one right after a tongue-in-cheek song mm-hmm. because the point of the music video was to show that, you never know if somebody's dealing with it yes, or not. You yes. never know if somebody, you know, because the, the loneliest I could ever be could be in a group of a crowd of people, and oh, I can, boy. you know, could look like I'm having the best time in the world, where the they don't they don't know what it looks like when you go home and you're alone.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so uh, I think it was I think Ooh. it was a really smart play by by us to to do it after a song that you know was tongue in cheek and yeah. upbeat and fun. And then all of a sudden, boom, we go other side of the spectrum where, you know, we, we kind of share the dark side of things. And, um, you know, I think people deal with different things, but I think everybody deals with, with some sort of loneliness. Woo! smoke while the belly boat floats, feeling tick, tick, tickety-boo. Sometimes I don't. Well... Sometimes
0: I do. So now you've got this new single coming out. Uh, tell us about Wild Is Her.
1: So, uh, yeah, we, we've got, you know, a new batch of songs that we want to put out. And I feel like it's, uh, it's a whole other chapter of Tyler Joe Miller. You know, we, we you know hit another fork of the road where you got to figure out which ones you want to put out first and what stories you want to tell first. And there's something about this Wild Is Her song that um, we've been sitting on it for a while. And it's been the song that uh, I've really believed in. And uh, the second I heard it, it was like, this is, this song is is a, it's great. It's telling this really cool story. And and the whole song is about basically this guy that's, you know, trying to keep this girl around. Hmm. But, you know, he he doesn't want to put too much pressure on, on whatever they are because he doesn't want her, you know, to scare her away sort of thing. But she's this untamable wild card that you just you know, just don't know what you're gonna get.
0: Mm. And
1: uh, and the whole song is basically just about the chase. And uh, you know, I, I haven't really put out like a love song yet, and this one's not exactly there. It's kind of meet and halfway. But uh yeah, it's kind of this guy that's you know, he, he's scared to lose her, but uh he knows, you know, she's a bit of a free bird and uh huh. and trying to figure out how to keep her around but uh and it's also you know this guy not trying to change her it's it's interesting him basically just going i want her for who she is and uh yeah so i'm just going to try to do what i can to keep her around and, so and, you know love love her the way that she wants to be loved sort of thing
0: how does this song connect then with you have you experienced this before this kind of feeling
1: <laughs> yeah that's probably me at the start of every relationship I've been. <laughs> 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 you just
0: don't want to scare them away. <laughs> right? Well, and then I asked the question because like, like I said, there's, there's songs you put out because you like them because they're fun. You like them because they're, they're, you know, you like to perform them or you've written them or whatever. But in you telling the story and sharing with us, you know, what <laughs> what it's about, yeah, I needed to know. Like, have you experienced this? Is this something like, what about the song connects with you personally? Personally.
1: I think, I think I would say it connects with me personally, because I know that it connects with everybody, mm. you know, I, I think that it's such like a, a, generic, um, thing that happens to everybody mm. at some point, uh, where they can like somebody so much and, you know, they're, they're kind of scared or terrified that, you know, this person is going to find somebody better or oh. the grass is greener yeah. sort of thing. And I know that I've felt that multiple mm-hmm. times. Yes. And so I think I chose this one because, one, I, I think it's, you know, you don't have to connect with every song that no. personally, but I, no. I I, think just the story itself will connect with a lot of people. And so, um, yeah, there, there's something about this one that is just so real. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I, I know, you know, I, I think I'm probably a bit of a wild child too. I'm probably hard to tame, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think people probably felt that. You know about me as well. Well, maybe, I can way, hear but... it.
0: I can hear it. It's coming through. So, and that's awesome. And that's why I asked, because it could be you that the story's about. But yeah, you know, people often look for people who bring out that side in them or compliment mm-hmm. it, right? And so oh, it's a lot of fun, just like you. Just like you. You're still that guy, hey? You're still that guy that you just want to have a beer with, it sounds like. So that's cool.
1: So <laughs> oh, that'll never change. <laughs> I keep the windows down for hard hanging.